you know, I told you my, I have a strong team. So I have a CPA, uh, you know, HR company, attorney, and with my accountant, he handles all my numbers. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when I first started, obviously wasn't making any money. Mm -hmm. Just put my head down, went all in. And I told, you know, Mike, you know, just make sure my numbers are right. Mm -hmm. My taxes are paid and I'm just going all in. Yeah. And Mike called me one day and was like, hey, we just need to sit down and talk about your numbers or whatever. Um, you're doing well. Mm -hmm. And so when I actually saw what I was doing, yeah, man, it was just like a ah, sigh of relief. Like, what okay, was that time frame look like from once you get once you went hard to once you looked at that those numbers? Man, about nine months. Wow. Yeah, about nine months of just head down and just going after it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was crazy. It was insane, man. My, my wife will tell you, man, like. It was just nonstop. Yeah, it was nonstop. But I, I knew that I had to do it now. And and you, you told me something here recently that kind of put it in perspective for okay. me about getting an airplane off the ground. What, 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 what was those exact words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was telling, we was talking about just projects and how you get going and things like yeah. this. If I'm, if I remember correctly, we was just talking about sometimes, man, the hardest part of the business is getting it off the ground. It's just like an airplane. All of the energy is exerted, you know what I'm saying, on the takeoff. Yep. And a lot of times is once you get that plane in the air, you gas, you out of energy, you know what I'm saying? So now it becomes an even greater struggle to keep that thing in the air. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it requires a burst of energy, man, to get any project off the ground. Yeah. You can't get that plane off the ground with one engine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't get that plane off the ground if no engines are running. You got to go full throttle. Yeah. They're going to pull that thing back. The nose is going to be straight in the air. And that's exactly what you're describing, man. You was getting that plane off the ground. Yeah, and and that's what it was too. So yeah. I just gave it everything I had, and like you said, man, it was an energy boost. And by the time you know when Mike gave me that that phone call, yeah, it was just like right on time because man, I was exhausted. Yeah, I was exhausted, and so that gave me uh, an opportunity to put a team in place, hire some people, mm -hmm. take a step back, take a breather, take a nice trip. Sure. and recharge and then come back and figure all right that's chapter one let me move into chapter two yeah yeah, yeah. and figure out what the next move is going yo what's going on y'all welcome back to another episode of the equity tap network listen this is going to be a dope interview uh, and the reason I can say that is because it's a good friend of mine, uh, Rico. Our families are tight. Uh, our daughters actually are uh, probably closer than me and him are. So we uh, we together a lot, man. And we talk about business concepts. Uh, I've seen Rico run a successful organization, man. He has a lot going on. So I'm excited for him to just kind of rewind a little bit, take y'all back to where it started, give y'all some mindsets, some tips, some tricks, because that's what we all about here at the Equity Tap. Our goal is to help you. Uh, if you're a startup entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, you're stuck, you're trying to move forward, our goal is to help you raise your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. And with that being said, good brother, man, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, man, to come do this. Hey, man, I appreciate the invitation, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, let's do this. Uh, tell everybody just real quick about your background, who you are, and, uh, man, we'll jump right into this thing. Yeah, so, uh, you know, real quick, born and raised in uh, Memphis, left yep. for a while, went to school, came back, uh, got into the workforce, and uh, decided after about five, six years, Eh, I want a little bit more. This, yeah. this ain't really what what I want uh, my my life to be. So let me look into entrepreneurship and see if I can change things up a little bit. For sure. And that's that's when it got started right there. Cool, man. What you go to school for? 
uh, business management and marketing. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Did you feel like school? I ask people this all the time. Do you feel like school prepared you for like the real work, or what was your thoughts on? Man, that? honestly, so I have my MBA as well. So honestly, man, when I undergrad, I feel like that kind of taught me how to be a part of the workforce for sure, and how to work, and uh, you know different concepts that apply to different businesses. Yep. And I feel like when I went back and got my master's, it taught me how to lead. Okay. And not necessarily taught, but gave me the foundation in that blueprint. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of a lot of times, uh, you know, school is not for everybody. But for me, I, I really feel like it opened my mind to yep. a lot of different concept, concepts that I wouldn't have had on my own. Yeah. yeah. What I've found is, man, uh, a lot of people go to school not really knowing what they want. Yep. So we end up spending a lot of time, wasting time, you know what I'm saying? And the experience, we don't get the most out of it. Yeah. Uh, I went to school for two years, and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, so it was no need of me wasting any more time. I jumped right into, you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. the workforce. Now, what did you uh, what did you get your MBA at? What did you go to undergrad at? Uh, so I, I came back and uh, finished up undergrad here at, uh, at Memphis. I started at Austin P. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's life, what's up. Life, uh, life changed a couple of things up. Started uh, having kids and... Yeah. And, and jumping, jumping in front of, uh, you know, <laughs> skipping different chapters in, in yeah. how the book was supposed to be read. But, you know, it all worked out. But, uh, yeah, finished up here in Memphis. Got uh, got an MBA. Got into uh, logistics and supply chain management. Okay. And, uh, you know, it just opened my eyes up to a lot of things and yeah. and how things, how large organizations operate mm. and the culture of large organizations. Okay. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like I got stuck. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I felt like I could do a lot more. Yeah. In some of the organizations that I worked for, and I was a young guy, man. I was I was a real young guy, so I would be told a lot, "Give it time." Yeah. I didn't want to give it time. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew I had to venture out on my own. Yeah, man. You know that's what they always tell us: be patient, be patient. But uh, I think with corporate America, what and our generation, one of the things we realized pretty early is the whole kiss the ring model. Uh, it was just gonna take too long. You know, absolutely. We grew up watching certain things, you know, rich uh, lifestyle of rich and famous, MTV cribs, all this stuff. So we knew we was exposed to this stuff. And it was like, yo, you telling me I have to wait till I'm 50 to enjoy this? And ain't no knock to anybody that have to wait that right. long. But I'm just saying, like, nah, we young, we hungry, let's go get it, man. I'm telling you, man, and that was the mindset. Like, you know, obviously I started having kids young. Yeah. And um, that was the mindset. Like, I owe it to my family and my kids. It's not their fault that... I, yes, yeah. You know, had them when I was 20 years old and 21 years old, so I had to accelerate everything. Yeah. And like you said, waiting w wasn't really in uh, in my program. So, and, and I knew I had the ambition, okay, the knowledge, and uh, the drive to do more. Yeah. And I was I was feeling like I was stuck. So at at that point, it was like, all right, let's get it. Yeah, man. And, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through that. They jump into like corporate career first, and then we realize, yo, this is not moving fast enough. There's not enough pay. And then, you know what I'm saying, we feel like we get stuck. So once you realize you got stuck, man, what, what was the transition? What was your next course of actions? Did you go back and get your MBA then, or you already had your MBA? I already had it, and okay. I feel like I could have saved that money and just went ahead because it's like as soon as I got my MBA, mm -hmm. it's like, man, I want to start a business. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I, I said that and said it out loud, it's like when I was thinking it, nothing really happened. Yeah. But when I said it and I, when I wrote it down, that's when things started happening. For sure. Yeah, and so I started, I jumped into action, man. I knew I wanted to uh, get into uh, home health care. Okay. Uh, I just kept hearing, it's like when, when, you, when you put yourself in, in certain situations and you start mentioning things and you know that you want something to happen. Yeah. Stuff starts happening. For instance, uh, off, 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 off subject. I know you're good. Um, 
I had never seen like a Subaru before. A Subaru, okay. I don't know why, but it's like a friend of mine was like, man, I think I want a Subaru. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I start seeing Subarus driving up and down the street. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's something. It's a word for it. I yeah, can't think of it either. Yeah, but it's like as soon as I said out loud, I want to start a business. Yeah. That's when I started noticing things on how to start a business. Yeah. I started, uh, you know, going to the bookstore, books about how to start a business and the business that I wanted to start. They mm-hmm. started catching my Dropping off the shelf. Yeah. 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 And so... Uh, I'm a big proponent of that, and I tell my wife and my kids that all the time. Yeah, if you want it, say it. How, now, what was that age range when you decided to leave corporate America and jump into entrepreneurship? Yep, man, I was uh, I was 27. Okay, yeah. so you was young. Yeah, I was I was a young guy. Yeah. Did you vet out a lot of business, or you automatically knew that uh, home healthcare was what you wanted to do? I knew that that was what I wanted to do okay. uh, because, like I said, once I once I honed in on what I wanted to do, my wife she she's a nurse practitioner, uh-huh. so I knew I wanted to leverage her career okay. and what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then I kept hearing, uh, you know, about the population aging. You know, yeah. 10,000 people a day turn 65 years old. So in my mind, I'm thinking unlimited customer base yeah. um, as the population ages. And that's where we went. Um, took a few years because I wanted to make sure that I did everything right. Yeah. Uh, so I started, you know, go- attending conferences, reading books. Yeah watching videos, uh, just doing everything I could to yeah. make sure that when I quit my high-paying job, yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm getting into and I'm sure. prepared to get into this next chapter. That's interesting, man. So your advice to anybody who's working like a career right now and wanting to get into entrepreneurship, what would you like? What would you give them? What type of advice based on what you did? Yeah, know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, uh, know, know what you want to do, know how you want to do it, uh-huh. have a plan. Uh, I mean, if you don't have a plan, man, it's just like, you know, you, you're driving in the dark with your headlights on. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. definitely have a plan. Um, stick to that plan, but be flexible as well because mm-hmm. things change and you don't know where you're Absolutely, yeah. You're trying to get into something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, have as much knowledge as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, were you able to, uh, did you take a, a course or anything for, uh, you know, home health care? How, how did you learn about it? Man, uh, so first I just started reading books. And okay. I think the first book I read was How to Start a home care agency for dummies or something like Anywhere that. Else. A very <laughs> rudimentary book. Yeah. Uh, very basic information. Which and then I started getting into more detailed uh, books. I didn't necessarily take a course, but I attended a few seminars, um, hired a consultant. Okay. Uh, you know, conferences all over the place. I'm just the guy at the conference that is not here on any official business. I'm sitting yeah. in the back of the room taking sure, notes sure. like crazy. Yeah. 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 That's what's up, man. So um, take me back a little bit. Or before we go back, let me ask you, uh, how long have you been in business so far? Yeah, so I've been in business now for uh, 10 years. 10 years, okay, so you reached that decade, Mark, man. That's huge, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so what does your business look like now, man? I know you guys have a ton of clients. I know a lot of the stuff that you got going yeah. on. We gotta share a little bit about what your business looks like. Yeah, so, uh, you know, business is, uh, business is good, obviously. I'm, I'm blessed, business is great, to be honest with you. It's not where I want it to be. Um, you know, we, we had reached a a level of success before the pandemic. Okay. And then obviously 2020, everything just kind of took a nosedive. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a sizable enough business where we could absorb that hit Uh and then start rebuilding. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of where we are now, along with everybody else in the country, just rebuilding, trying to relearn the labor force and figure things out. But we're in a really good position though. I still got a good staff, a good team. That uh that that works with me, 
And um, yeah, we're in a good place right now. That's what's up, man. So I can remember vividly when uh, I started uh, my, my entrepreneur endeavor and I had that aha moment. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. this is what I'm gonna do forever. Yeah. For you and your business, when did that aha moment come <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was when my uh, uh, consultant at the time, he told me, and this is this is kind of right when I when I first started. Okay, he gave me some statistics on on sales because obviously, with me starting the business, I'm doing everything, and yep. sales is a hundred percent of what I'm doing. Okay, um, he told me, typically when you're going after a new account or you're trying to sell a new product, uh -huh. it takes twelve no's to get one yes. Okay, so that was my aha moment. Because yeah. I'm getting all, as long as you're consistent. Yeah. And so I'm getting these no's, people are closing doors in my face. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was kind of depressing at first. And it, it'll, it'll, it'll kind of give you some pause about, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Am I, am I saying the right things? But I was consistent with my message. Um, and I was excited about getting those no's at that point. Good. Because yeah. I knew, all right, this number three, uh -huh. I'll be back next week. For sure. Number four, <laughs> I'll be back next week. Yeah, and so as I got closer and closer to number eleven, number twelve, I'm getting excited. Yeah, and for the most part, it happened on schedule. Okay, I'm consistent. Um, I'm knowledgeable about the product and the service that I'm selling. Yeah, um, I'm dressed accordingly. I'm a sure. professional. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm consistent. So okay. I'm asking, is this not a good time for me to pop in and visit you? Uh -huh. If not, what's a good time? Okay, they told okay. me Wednesday at eleven o'clock. Next week at Wednesday, on Wednesday at 11 o'clock, I'm there. For sure. So then I put the consistency piece in there. Yeah. And so at that point, after we get to about five, six visits or whatever, mm -hmm. hey, what I'm offering, is this something that can benefit you? Yeah. And if not, how can I help you? Okay. okay. So now I'm consistent and I'm asking them mm -hmm. what it is that they need from me. For sure. Now I'm delivering that and we're getting closer and closer and closer to those 12 no's. Yeah. And here comes that yes. Yo, you, you just said a lot. As an entrepreneur, all the things that you've said, they may sound like sound to a lot of people, but I know it's not that simple. I know that there's a lot of work that goes Absolutely. into, you know what I'm saying, that mindset. And I talk to a lot of sales guys. Yeah. That's the one thing that they say, bro, you got to know your numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and for y'all that don't know, knowing your numbers is how many transactions you have to go through, how many no's you have yeah. to get before you actually get a yes. Because once you know your numbers, it's it's all, you know what I'm saying, it's open season then. Because once you know you have to go through 12, if you need to close five businesses, then you need to go through 60 people. There we go. Close five accounts. But look, I, we got to unpack this, bro, yeah. because I know there's a deeper mindset behind a lot of the stuff you yeah. said, man. And I'll go back. You said, and I really want to talk about like that startup life. You know okay. what I'm saying? What did it look like day one? You know what I'm saying? Like, what were you hitting the pavement? Like, what, is the, what all did it look like day one? Man, day one, and I'm just be completely honest, man. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I was scared. Uh, I was wondering if I if I made the right move. Okay. I was questioning myself, mm -hmm. and so you know I I did all of that, had all those feelings, experienced yeah. all those emotions, Shout out. and <laughs> then I'm like, okay, I don't want to feel these emotions anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to feel something different. Okay, so let me get after it. Mm. And man, I gave it everything I had. So that first day, man, I I, I think I did too much that first day, that first week. Okay, because I'm trying to look under every stone. Yeah hit every account that I want to land, and I'm just trying to do it all in that first day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by day two, three, four, man, I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I was exhausted. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I remember, man, uh, vividly when I was kind of in the startup yeah. phase yeah. and I didn't have any revenue coming in. Yeah. And I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, bro, nah, 
it's time to get up. We got to go. Yeah. So I hopped in the car and I was literally going in and out of places, bro. And like you said, it was the most terrifying thing in the yeah. world. I'm shaking. I'm trying to tell people, you know what I'm saying, yeah. who I am, what I do. So uh, going back or, or staying kind of in that lane, man, uh, at what point did you start seeing some breakthroughs and start to land clients? What, what did you learn? What systems did you have to implement? Like what, how did that all come come together? Yeah, so luckily for me, man, I had, I had did so many uh, – uh, seminars and conferences that I kind of knew what I needed. Okay. So I spent a lot on the front end, a lot of time and a lot of money on the front end, putting my systems in place, getting my scheduling software. Um, I wanted to, uh, you know, look a lot larger than I was. So, uh -huh. you know, I got me a virtual office space. I had a, uh, and a, and a, a assistant, kind of sort of this came okay. with the virtual office space to answer the phones um and do all of these different things to make me look larger than i actually was for sure but i had the systems in place uh to operate like a larger business okay and you know one of my mentors that's kind of what he told me you always want to be prepared yeah you don't want to hire when you need to hire yeah, hire somebody when you need to hire them, you've waited too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I tried to be a step ahead of everything. Okay. And so I, I had everything in place for the most part, uh, all of my systems and all that before I got started. That's that's great advice, man. So uh, once you think about staying a step ahead, I think that's a lot of people operate you know, two steps behind. Right. Uh, it's very rare that you find somebody that can think on that level, like, all right, I can see what's coming. How do I position myself? You know what I'm saying? So where did that mindset come from? Was it the mentor that, that, that kind of helped you with all of that? It was a little bit of both. It was my mentor. It was me, you know, realizing that I put everything on the line. So yeah. uh, in my mind, I'm like, okay, if this business fails, I don't want to look back and say, man, if I had spent a thousand more dollars or if I had yeah. put in this little bit much more time, then I would have been successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if I had listened to this one person that advised me to do this. Mm -hmm. So every piece of advice that I was getting, I was trying to utilize it and put it into action so sure. there wouldn't be any excuses for failure. Okay. Yeah. Man, uh, I, that's, 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 that's an interesting perspective, and I like it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because when I think about business and what I'm doing and the things that I'm trying to build, I always try to implement. That's, bro, I tell people all the time, like, these interviews are more for me, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> than the people that's watching because, you know what I'm saying, I'm a sponge. I like to absorb this information. And a lot of the stuff, I'm y'all probably see me writing, a lot of the stuff I'm taking notes because I'm going to take it and implement it as well. Uh, one of the things you said, man, was um, you wanted to look professional. You wanted to prepare yourself before you got started. Uh, you mentioned having a, a virtual uh, office, a virtual assistant. You mentioned having, uh, uh, what was it, a uh, system times and things like that, uh, you know, that you had bought into implementing yeah. things like that. Like a lot of people that's probably watching us right now don't have a lot of startup capital. Yeah. Uh, so what type of advice would you give them, you know what I'm saying, they may not be able to get all of these things that you talked about, but right. what would be some of the important things that they should invest in first? Uh, I mean, you know, obviously you want to invest in your protection, uh, your insurance and, and all those Absolutely, things. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I mean, going into business without having, uh, you know, insurance and being protected on, on, the, on the back end, I wouldn't advise that to anybody. Yeah. Um, but as far as like going in with no money, I didn't have a lot of money. Okay. Uh, but I, I had been in, in the workforce for a while. So, you know, I had my 401k. Okay. I pulled all that out. Yeah. Um, I did get some uh, some bank funding on mm -hmm. the front end as well. Okay. And so I was I was able to to go in heavy and okay. go in hard <clears throat> to make sure that, like I said, I'm not leaving any, any stones <laughs> unturned, man. Yeah. If I got to spend every quarter 
to make sure that I'm successful. Yeah, I'm gonna spend every quarter. So you said bankable. Uh, how do how do you put yourself in a position to be bankable if uh, you're starting a business? Yeah. You don't have a lot of revenue coming in. You don't have a lot of those. You know what I'm saying? Accolades and stuff like that. Yeah. What did the bank see in you that they were willing to extend you some money? Yeah. Well, one man, like, you know, the first bank that I talked to, they were like, "Hey, you know, the first thing we're gonna look at is credit score." Okay. And that's that's super important to me. Credit score says a lot about who you are. Mm-hmm. And when I needed to go to the bank and get that funding, I didn't have to then you know, panic and get some stuff paid off or move this around. Like I'm all, I was already ready. So having a good credit score, having something that you can invest in the business as well. I mean, I, I, I had cash that, and the bank wanted to see that for sure. Um, at the time I was a homeowner as well. So all of these things made me look really, really stable to the bank. For sure. Um, And then on the flip side too, man, you know, I was, I was I was married. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife had a had a very high income. Okay, and so that was kind of one of my selling points to get funding as well. Like yeah. I'm not using this money to pay myself. Yeah. I'm using this money to put it into the business. Gotcha. And I have money uh, saved yeah. up. That's key. Live off of yeah. Mm-hmm. So every single dime that y'all give me, it is going directly into the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard somebody say it in those words that you express to the bank that because a lot of people do get loans, you know what I'm saying, and they incorporate their working capital into yeah. it to pay themselves. And even if if that's what you were intending to do, the fact that you looked good enough on paper to say, look, this is not what I'm intending no to doubt. do. That's that was cool. No doubt. Uh, that's the first time I heard somebody put it that way. Yeah. So, man, uh, let's take the gloves off a little bit, man. I know, uh, you know, business is good. Things have been going great. How many employees do you currently have right now? Right now, man, we're down, and it, it fluctuates. Uh, right. right now, I want to say we're maybe around 80 employees or so, and then okay. I've got uh, I've got four administrative employees as well. Like how many, what's the most amount of employees you've ever had? The most amount of employees that I've had on my payroll was 150, and that was pre-pandemic. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So you got you to tell me how do you manage. The most employees <laughs> I've ever had was... 13, I think, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So how do you manage 150 employees? Well, like, what does your day look like as a CEO with 150 employees? Man, honestly, it's not, like I said, once you have the, you know, the systems in place to manage and the people in place to manage that, Okay. then it, it's a lot easier than, than it sounds and than it looks. Okay. Um, so one, I've always had uh, an HR person okay. to, to help me to hire to manage different things, yeah, and sure. then again, my team is strong. So um, I use a HR payroll company. Okay. So as far as benefits management, uh, payroll processing, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we're pushing that over to them yeah. so that we can focus on managing the operations. Gotcha. And so all of those uh, those outside things that have to be done, mm-hmm. I don't like doing that because that's not necessarily making me any money. Yeah. 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 So I want to focus on the operations. For sure, man. It's interesting you say that. I just down, downloaded a book. I'm not even maybe first chapter in, but I I got this book. It's called uh, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Have you ever read it before? I have. It, I have. I'll let you know if it's good when okay. I get done with it. Uh, but I bought it specifically because of kind of where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? I got so much stuff. I'm a solopreneur. Yeah. Uh, I got a handful of people that that's helping me here and there, but I'm trying to strategically figure out how to bring on the right people for the organization, okay. man. Uh, so what type of advice, man, do you have when it comes to delegation and putting the right people in place? Man, you know, that's that's a tricky one right there, man, because, you know, I've had people come through the doors that look good on paper yeah. for specific jobs. Terrible. Didn't work out. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I'll have somebody else doing something in my office and maybe they'll help out okay. doing 
after I've had to either terminate somebody or somebody mm-hmm. voluntarily left, okay. I'll move somebody else over to help out on a position and they're perfect for that position. Okay. And so now, in order for me to backfill this other position, I'm looking for this person that just moved over. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of know what to look for and, and who to look for. So with that, I don't really have the magic bullet. It's yep. more trial and error. Gotcha, I've gotcha. been through so many people, every so many different personalities. Yeah. And a lot of times, man, you just don't know. A lot of times, you know, what I'm trying to, when I'm hiring, I'm asking people what motivates them and what they're looking for, Yeah. what, what they're looking to get out of this experience working okay. for me. Sometimes people are honest, sometimes they're not. Yeah. So that's a tricky one right there. I for wish sure. I had the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, but what you said is key because I, I got some takeaways out of there. You know what I'm saying? Just asking people, man, what is it that you want? Uh, and, and like you said, you won't be able to 100% tell if they're telling right. the truth or not. But I think that's still a great question. You know what I'm saying? That reveals a lot about a person. Yeah. Uh, and you was talking about, um, you know what I'm saying, just moving people around, you know what I'm saying, to fill positions and things like that. I think sometimes in organizations, you, you leave people in places where they're not even good at, you know what I'm saying? So having that vision to be able to move them around, you know what I'm saying, to fill positions and just test them out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you never know. They may be great at it. Uh, I was, go ahead. Well, well, I was going to say, not to cut you off, but the good thing yeah, about that is, man, I, I've done everything. Yeah. So when I started uh, the, the my business, I was doing everything. So I've done payroll, I've done sales and marketing, I've done hiring and recruiting. Yeah. So I know how long it should take to do every particular job. So gotcha. with that being said, nobody can come in and tell me, well, well, I've spent eight hours doing billing today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take eight hours, yeah. but I've, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of helps me to figure out who's a good fit for the job as well. Yeah. If, if something took me three hours to do and then somebody else is coming in and taking eight hours to do it, okay, that's not a good fit. Yeah. If somebody else is taking 30 minutes to do it, okay, that may not be a good fit either yeah. because they may be cutting something. Something ain't right, yeah. yeah something <laughs> ain't right, but I know what I'm looking for, and I'm very meticulous, especially on something like uh, as, as important as billing. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I capture every dollar. Okay. At the same time, I want to make sure that I'm not overbilling anybody, sure. so it has to be right. So that looking at that and knowing how long the different uh, roles take, Yeah. That's helped me out a little bit as well. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So I, and it was, it's interesting because I was listening to a guy today and he was talking about delegation. And one of the things he said in delegation was you have to know, you know what I'm saying, the role before you can bring somebody on. Because if you don't fully know the ins and the outs of the tasks that you're trying to delegate, then, you know, you can't put systems around it. And like you said, it's typically going to take people a whole lot longer, yep. you know what I'm saying, to execute the task. Yep. So, you know, as a as a as an entrepreneur CEO man of an organization with currently a little over eighty employees, what does your day look like now, man? What are some of the things that you're doing, you know what I'm saying, to continue to move the organization forward? Yeah, so I mean, right now, man, I'm like I said, I have a great team. I've got a uh an outstanding sales guy. Okay. Uh everybody in my office, my my human resources uh lady, she's she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I do reports every week from these core, these four core people that work for me in the okay. office. So I kind of know what's going on. I keep my finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really monitoring them to see where they are in the goals that we set at, at the beginning of the week, month, right. year, quarter, whatever. And if we're not hitting a specific goal, I'm really not fussing at people saying, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Yeah. I'm asking them, what do you need from me so that we can hit these goals? Okay. okay. And what can I do to help you? What can we do? Mm-hmm. To get this thing going yeah and so that's really what i'm doing i'm always learning i'm doing webinars every day 
I'm talking to different people in the industry. Yeah. Obviously, I'm managing the finances of the business to make sure that we can do everything that uh, that we have to do, mm-hmm. make sure everybody has what they need. Yeah. So really, man, I'm I'm kind of the puppet master at this point. Okay. I'm really not hands-on with a lot of stuff because I have good people that I trust for sure to do the jobs that, that they're doing. Yeah, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, man, we get stuck in that, you know, that management phase that yeah. we're doing everything in yeah. the business, even when we have a team. Yeah. Uh, but you've been able to successfully transition from actually working in the business. Now, there's times when you have to work in yeah, the business, yeah. but uh, it sounds like you work on the business now uh, more than anything. Yeah, I do. And it, it was hard and it was a struggle at first man, uh-huh. to, to let some things go. And sometimes it still is a struggle to to be hands off on a couple of things. Yeah. Like I said, I got a good team and sometimes they'll tell me, I got it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We got this, back off. Or like <laughs> one of the ladies in my office, she'll tell me in a minute, go back in your office. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this. So, <laughs> hey, that's music to my ears. It's a, you, man, so, a business on Yeah, it. yeah. So sometimes, you know, my, my time is in, in the office is limited. Okay. Because I know that they got it and I know that if I'm in there, I'll be distracting them yeah. doing what they have to do because I'll be asking questions. Well, why did you do that? And why did you say that? And who's that on the phone and all this? For sure. And they don't need that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's what's up, man. So, dude, you cool and calm on the surface, man, but you got a need for speed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know you personally, man. So how did you get into, just kind of transition a little bit in your yeah. personal life. How did you get into, like, this whole car racing scene, man? Man, I, I've always loved cars. And so, you know, seeing something and, and wanting it, that's kind of how I how I motivate myself. Okay. Yeah. So explain it's like that. explain that a little bit. Yeah. So you know, obviously, man, nobody's out here starting a bit. Well, maybe there is somebody out here starting a business just for the fun of it or the hell of it or whatever. Me personally, I want to make my life better. <laughs> for sure. I want to make my family's life better. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, man, I'm the type of person. In order for me to achieve a goal, it has to be a carrot on the end of the stick. Okay. Yeah. So it can't just be I'm a, I want to hit this amount of revenue and okay. then that's that. Like I want to hit this level of revenue, and when I do, I reward myself with a Porsche. Okay. Or I reward my family or my, myself and, a, and my family with a vacation to X, Y, Z or whatever. For sure. And so that's the way that I motivate myself, man. And when I, when I got into, you know, the whole the whole deal with the cars and different things like that, mm-hmm. finding out how these cars can perform, I want to learn more. And I don't want to put it to the test, uh-huh. and I don't want to go to jail. So <laughs> I got I to gotta put it on the racetrack and, and see what it can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know through conversations, man, you told me, you, it's, it's kind of like golfing. You know, a lot of people here, you know, there's a lot of deals going on in the golf club. Yeah. Like, actually, you got to check out the interview I did okay. with Dominique, man, okay. uh, over at Sneaker Bar, okay. uh, Golf Saved My Life. And he talked about some of the people that, you know, he's been able to rub elbows with just through the golf, uh, on the golf course. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I know through conversations, you've been able to rub elbows with a lot of, you know, successful and prominent people as well, man. Yeah. H- how does all that come together? Yeah, I mean, man, when you when you have, you know, a lot of people that are interested in the same things, mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's a, it's a, it's not a hard club to get into, but it's yeah. an expensive club to get into. For sure. Where, <laughs> you know, when you're around people that have disposable income to put a hundred, $200,000 car on a racetrack, mm-hmm. like y'all are thinking the same, right? Yeah. So typically these these people are, are high earners, high producers, yeah. and you know we have the same, same mindset. So the first question that always comes out of everybody's mind when you're meeting people at a racetrack or whatever is, what do you do? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that starts off a whole series of other conversations, mm-hmm. and there's always something that I'm either learning 
or that I can pick up. Yeah. Maybe I can introduce them to somebody in business that I know. Sure. Sometimes they introduce me to people that they know. And it's just always this uh this this well balanced relationship. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like um I'm here trying to get something from somebody or mm -hmm. they're here trying to get something from me. It's just all organic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's sure. organically happening and it it's beautiful. Now, was networking something that you uh, got into later in your career as the business started to flourish a little bit, or was that always in the foundation, the fabric of the company? Man, it was always, you know, in the foundation okay. of of what I had to do. I'm not I'm not good at it, and okay. I, I don't like it. I'm, yeah, right. <laughs> honestly, man, you know me, man. Welcome to the club. A lot of people know. <laughs> you know me, man. I'm I'm always and I'm always stressing, man. I'm just low key, just trying to be out the way. Yeah, do my own thing. <laughs> Uh, but you know it's a necessity, uh -huh. and so you know one of the first things I did when I started my business, I joined uh, BNI. Okay. Uh, okay. And so that put me around of uh, uh, other business people, professional people, mm -hmm. where we all want to uh, uh, promote each other's business, give referrals to each other. Yeah. And so that was a good thing, and it kind of taught me how to how to network a uh -huh. bit more, and you know it just kind of led to other things, other organizations. Uh, it led to me joining uh, the Rotary Club and, mm -hmm. and different organizations like this where I'm just around like-minded people. For sure, for sure. And when you're around like-minded people, honestly, man, it doesn't even, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, young, old, male, female, if everybody has the same goal yeah. of being around positive people, being around high producers, <laughs> being around free thinkers. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. I talk about that all the time, man. Just the people that you're around. Uh, if you're the smartest one in the room, then you're in the wrong circle. Uh, that about that's why I like kicking it with you, man, because, you know, when I talk about my circle, you know what I'm saying, you're one of those people that's in my circle, you okay. know what I'm saying, the peak performers Appreciate that. that always stretch me, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, just kicking it with you. I've experienced a lot of first, you know what I'm saying, uh, as an entrepreneur from, you know what I'm saying, going to professional sporting events and, okay. and doing it in style. Not, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> not just buying the tickets as available, but nah, let's get on the floor yeah, because right. the people in the behind, you know what I'm saying, in those arenas, those are the people that you want to connect with. Yeah, yeah. And then you talked about not being good at networking, but that's how we met. I know. You know I we know. met at, a, uh, I don't know if you remember, but we met at, uh, what was it? It was a dinner for potential. Uh, or a mayoral candidate. Yeah, 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 man. So that's how we initially yeah. met networking. Yeah. So yeah. you may not have been good at it, man, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You've been doing it. So tell me about, let's talk a little bit more about, you know what I'm saying, uh, networking and putting yourself in the right position because I know there's a balance to it all. Yeah. But you've seen one of the things that I've, I've noticed is really is your genius. You've been able to mix, you know what I'm saying, having fun. You know what I'm saying? Uh, treating your family, traveling, going to sporting events, but mixing it with, you know what I'm saying, also conducting business, man. What's your mindset about all of that? Man, you know, it's 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 uh it's it's not really one set of principles. It's more uh, more more so uh, you know, just wanting to be around certain people, man. Yeah. And, and not that, you know, a certain group of people is better than another group of people, yeah, whatever, for sure. It's just being around people that can positively influence me. Mm -hmm. Like you said, people that I can learn something from uh -huh. um, and people that have similar mindsets. Okay. And, you know, I just always, I work hard mm -hmm. and my wife works hard. My, my, my kids, like they're doing, they're working hard in school because I stress hard work. Yeah. So we want to be around other people that work hard. For sure. Uh, I treat myself. I treat my family. I want to be around other people that... Mm -hmm treat themselves, treat their families sure. to, yeah. uh, to good things, good food, good mm -hmm. meals, good travel, because the energy just feels 
it feels so good. Yeah, it, it feels good. I, I flew on an airline, one of the the budget airlines once once before because <laughs> we were looking for a direct flight. Okay, and man, everybody was so mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I was yeah. so angry. Right, energy is everything. Yeah. yeah, and that energy, like I just didn't feel good. Yeah. And I told myself I would never fly this airline again because this is their customer base, uh-huh. and I'm not their customer for sure. Because I want things to be smooth. I want things to be positive. Yeah, yeah. All that mad energy, man. It's just not. It's just not my cup of tea, bro. I'm gonna tell you something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, what's, it's, I'm gonna tell you what's so cool, man. Because the first time I've ever flown uh, first class, yeah. and we traveled together. Okay. And once you fly first class, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's hard to go back to the back of the plane. And me and my wife, we were notorious for, you know what I'm saying, let's just get a ticket. It don't matter. Yeah. We gonna get there the same time the people yeah. in the first class <laughs> get there. But it wasn't until, you know what I'm saying, you experienced that, you know what I'm saying, that it just shifts your perspective. It does, man, it does. And then just, uh, you know, just the little things, man. I mean, in the first class lounge or, or just whatever. Yeah. I've met so many people. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I've yeah. met so many people and it, the conversation always starts. What do you do? Yeah. And... Tell them what I do. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And there's always some some way that we can can have a meeting of the minds, yeah. and I go away with that conversation from that conversation with a, a small nugget, yeah, or just whatever. Um, you know, my wife and I we stayed. Uh, we were in uh, Hawaii. We took the family on a spring break trip. Okay. And the hotel that we were staying at, and we just met so many so many people that have influenced our lives for the better. Okay. Not because they did anything for us, but just having that conversation and sure. opening up our, our way of thinking. Okay. And one of the gentlemen told me the same thing from him talking to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, this is this is the space that I want to move in, just mm-hmm. with positive energy and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, free-flowing thoughts, creative thoughts, uh, high-producing high thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I know you div- uh, you do a uh, pretty good job from from what I can tell, you know what I'm saying, of diversifying your portfolio and things like that, man. Yeah. I know uh, the home healthcare business is, you know what I'm saying, the company that you started, but because of that, you've been able to spiral out into other things, man. What are some other investments? What are some other things that you're working on right now? Yeah, so right now, man, I'm working on, uh, you know, I've been playing around with real estate for a while, okay. uh, you know, just kind of doing some- Nice treating you. Uh, you know, it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad, but you know, I had I came to the the realization, as a matter of fact, when I was uh, talking with you and uh, you know, gentleman Cedric, he and I kind of kind of met and talked or whatever. You know, just doing the things that I was doing, and putting the energy towards uh, you know the types of deals that I was putting my energy into. Mm-hmm. I want to do something a little bit bigger. So you know, we're working on some some multifamily things now, okay, and some bigger things because I I feel like if I'm going to work this hard yeah the re- return has to be it has to match that that effort that i'm giving it yeah so i just want to go harder and, and go bigger man and, sure. and everything that i do and you know from home care to real estate to whatever else i get into i don't want to i don't want to start small yeah like if you start small you're gonna get a small result yeah yeah that's 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 an interesting uh perspective as yeah. well man because that's one of the things that i told myself when i was starting this thing it was like Cause when I started the original company, you know what I'm saying, I didn't have any, any money. Yeah. It was all bootstrap and do what you can. And I saw That's the amount of energy that it took, you know what I'm saying, to get that thing off the ground. Yeah. And so when I started this project, I was like, nah, you know what I'm saying, let's 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 do it right. Let's yeah. let's get the equipment, let's put the right pieces to, in place so we won't have to work as hard, you know what I'm saying, right. as we did. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. So when did you start that in real estate? Man, so I started uh, you know, I had a had a partner. We started doing a couple of flips. Okay. Making making money. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you make 
$20,000 on the flip and you split that, you know, with your partner and then you pay taxes on it and all this. Yeah. Still good. Yeah, yeah. But, sure. uh, you know, once you realize how much effort you put into it, in my mind, it's like, all right, I want to do that times five yeah, or yeah. times 10 because I'm putting so much energy and effort into it. Let me make this thing work for For sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So look, man, take me back a little bit. Uh, we don't have a lot of conversations about, you know what I'm saying, kind of your childhood and things yeah. like that, man. So, well, tell me how you grew up. You, you originally from Memphis? Originally from Memphis. Um, uh, you know, followed that um, that 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 North Memphis trajectory. You know, okay. My, my family from North Memphis moved up to Fraser. Gotcha. Uh, then you know, I, I went to elementary school all, all the way through in Fraser. Then we moved to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to middle school in Raleigh, and then we moved to Bartlett. Okay. And uh, that's just kind of how, just kind of how that. Uh, I guess that's the. The American dream in Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. For the North Memphis family, I guess. I don't know. But uh, as as we were making that move, mm-hmm. a lot of other people were coming with us. So that's why I kind of say that that must have been some kind of, uh, you know, upper mobility move or whatever. Sure. Because a lot of my friends were doing the, and their families were doing the exact same okay. thing. Okay, yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we all, end, well, not all of us, but quite a few of us ended up in the same neighborhood yeah. after we had moved from the original neighborhood. So okay. that was pretty cool just to kind of see that that growth and that progression for sure. from, from my family. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who do you contribute your entrepreneur spirit from? Do you have a parent that was an entrepreneur? Like, what, what did they come from? Man, so my my grand, my grandma, before she passed away, she uh she's always worked for herself. Okay. And it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything big. She she cleaned houses. Okay. Uh, and she had been doing that since she was 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah, and so until the day she died, that's what she did. But I, I saw how she moved and the freedom that she had. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, if you know, she would hire a couple of other people to mm-hmm. come along with them. And I just saw, you know, as, as opposed to her taking five hours to clean the house, mm-hmm. she'll bring two or three other people with her, knock that thing out 30 minutes, and then on to the next one. So I kind of saw my granny scale. That's what's up, yeah. Young yeah. age, and I was paying attention to that. And she would always, she could always tell me, yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm not working for anybody else. I gotta make this money, honey. Oh, she'd always <laughs> tell me. So, yeah. and just seeing that, and and seeing my uncles, uh, in the carpet business, and I, you know, I worked for my uncle when okay. I was, uh, you know, 13, 14 years old in the summertime, and just seeing how hard he worked to get his money, mm. and to build his business, and then seeing what he didn't do, yeah, when I was working, I did all the dirt work. Uh, carrying all the tax <laughs> and doing all these different odd jobs that yeah. that nobody else wanted. I would have been in his position, <laughs> right, right? Right, and and that's what I was thinking to myself. You know, and, and at first I was getting a little upset, like, "What he doing? Yeah, I'm over here doing this, 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 and this. What he doing?" And then once I sat back and thought about it, all right, he's cutting my check at the end of the week. Yeah, he's doing something. Mm-hmm. So I just started paying attention to him for sure. Uh, you know, measuring out stuff and doing numbers in his notepad, always writing down numbers, always figuring out stuff, always calculating jobs to see how many people he needs to hire for this next job. Or okay. not hire, but bring along on this next job. Wow. And, hey, um, can I work this week with you? All right, well, I got this amount of jobs and we're doing this many yards. Uh, yeah, I can use you for two days this week or three okay. days this week and just seeing the process. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was exciting. Man. Yeah, man, that's crazy, dude. Um, so that was your first exposure to entrepreneurship, yeah. Your uncles and your grandmother. That was my first exposure. And I think that's so cool, man. You was writing the numbers. Because I, I look at you as a numbers guy. Uh I've watched <laughs> you vet out deals and, and talk through deals. Yeah. So it's crazy to know that that's kind of where it started. Yeah, no doubt. 
So I know that, you know what I'm saying, you have kids. Uh, yep. How many kids do you, you have two boys and a, and a little girl? Two boys and a daughter. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know our daughters are real close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what does that balance look like, man? Um, because, of course, they didn't grow up like we, we grew up. You know right. what I'm saying? They, they have way more luxuries than what we were afforded uh, back then. So how do you keep all that balance, man? But also instill in them them same values that you got when you were a kid. Yeah, so my kids, especially my daughter, like my, my son, my middle son, he's in college. He's at MTSU. Okay. My oldest son, he's in school down in Houston. Okay. But my daughter, she is actually seeing everything that I do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my, all my kids understand, but behind everything is hard work. Yeah. And hard work doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything physical with your hands, which it could mean that. Yeah. Uh, but it's the amount of preparation and the effort that you put into into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Strategize and thinking. Tell all my kids from the day that they were born before you do anything, and, and they'll tell you this, what you're supposed to do, think. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Map it out. Plan it out. Because otherwise, you're just doing stuff. You're wasting time. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's the main thing, just making sure that they see how the sausage is made. For sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it, it might it might look easy. Mm -hmm. It's not. I mean, just the psychological uh, burden of, of being in business, it's tough, man. It's yeah, tough. I'm good, dude. Yeah. It's hard. And so my kids have been able to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think they understand. I was going to say, how receptive are they to some of these uh, concepts and things like that? Do you see those things starting to develop in them uh, already? I do, uh, you know, to a certain extent, but you know, they're yeah. still young and, and, and my daughter, she, <clears throat> she's the one that, that picks up on a lot of stuff the most because, okay. I mean, you know how that relationship, that, that, you know, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she's kind of, she'll, she'll take control of a situation. Uh, she knows that, you know, when my phone rings and I say, Hey, y'all got to get this. Yeah. My daughter will know. She'll take the dogs to the to the other room. Uh -huh. She'll like if she has uh you know, some of my little cousins or whatever to the house. Hey, y'all keep it down for a minute. My daddy needs to make a phone call. Okay. Uh, so you know <laughs> she she kind of understands what this is all about. Yeah. And and how how our lifestyle is is afforded because of what mommy and daddy do every day. Hey, I got a funny story, man, about your daughter. Uh, the sweetest kid ever, man. <laughs> But she, let me tell you, she got that boss mentality, bro. Everybody. Uh, <laughs> so we were out, and she was hanging out with us, yeah. uh, with my daughter. Uh, and I forgot where we was at. Um, but she, you, you know, of course, you sent her with some cash. Yeah. And uh, all the little kids that was with us, they had all came back, and they all had some. I was like, where y'all get this from? I'll meet her, got it. You know what I'm saying? She bought it for us. <laughs> and uh, she was talking to Kim one time, and, which is my daughter. And she was just like, yeah, well, my dad was here. He'll just buy for everybody. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I went in my pocket. I said, everybody, give what y'all want. <laughs> so she got that boss mentality, man. So you're doing a great job with yeah, it, for sure. Good, man. man, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's next for you, bro? Man, you know, I'm just trying to, right now in 2023, man, I'm trying to increase my my business on, on both sides of everything that I'm doing. Yeah. You know, obviously you and I, we, we discuss a few things, a few moves for sure. that we're trying to make together. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just want to focus in, man, and, and uh, just grow everything and get everything back to where it was pre-pandemic. Okay. Because that was kind of the springboard. Gotcha. Before the pandemic, man, I, I felt like I was unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, 2020 came and it just was a reality check for the whole world, basically. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Especially, uh, you know, it, it, it humbled me a little bit uh, because before then, 
it was like, okay, the harder I work, mm -hmm. the more I have. For sure. The more clients I have, the more employees I have, the more revenue I have. Mm -hmm. Things changed in 2020. It's mm -hmm. a lot more to it than than just working hard and, and, and preparing. It's, you know, I mean, you know, things just kind of mm -hmm. got flipped upside down. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get back to that, whatever that baseline is, and, and then just use that as a springboard into 2023. But everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go all in. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. That's the mindset you you gotta have, man. Yeah. Once you say all in, like, g give me a glimpse of what that mindset talks about, what that girl looks like. Yeah. So you know, for for example, um, <clears throat> getting back to where I was pre-pandemic, you know, I told you that I would always hire before I needed. Okay. Uh, so now I'm actively trying to hire uh, another sales rep. Okay. Uh, my active You're pushing hard, pushing harder. Yeah. Uh, you know, I told you that instead of you know, trying to get more single family properties under my portfolio, I'm going after multifamily now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just trying to, you know, multiply everything and just grow everything and scale everything up. Yeah. And, you know, get a, a, a bigger and better team behind me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, man. And I asked you that question because I've come to the realization as of, you know what I'm saying, lately that time is so finite, you know what I'm saying? It's precious, man. It's precious. It definitely is. And we can drag out these tasks for a year, yep. two years, but really once you look at them, you can really condense them, you know what I'm saying, into a short amount of time. Absolutely. But you gotta have that mentality about pushing hard into the market and really not caring, you know what I'm saying, what the results are gonna be. Yep. Because if you give it everything you got and you push hard into the market, you know what I'm saying, once you once you look up, whenever you do get your head above the water, you know what I'm saying, from what I've experienced, yep. you always are in a more better position than where you were than where you started. Absolutely, absolutely, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, and you know that's kind of what I did when I when I first started my my business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I told you my I have a strong team, so I have a CPA, uh, you know, HR company attorney, and with my accountant, he handles all my numbers. Right? Yeah, and so you know when I first started, obviously wasn't making any money. Mm -hmm. Just put my head down, went all in, and I told you know Mike, you know just make sure my numbers are right, mm -hmm. my taxes are paid. And I'm just going all in. Yeah. And Mike called me one day and was like, hey, we just need to sit down and talk about your numbers or whatever. Um, you're doing well. Mm -hmm. And so when I actually saw what I was doing, yeah, man, it was just like a ah, sigh of relief. Like, okay, what was that time frame look like from once you get once you went hard to once you looked at that those numbers? Man, about nine months. Wow. Yeah, about nine months of just head down. And just going after it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um it was it was crazy. It was insane, man. My, my wife will tell you, man, like it was just nonstop. Yeah. It was nonstop. But I, I knew that I had to do it now. And and you you told me something here recently that kind of put it in perspective for okay. me about getting an airplane off the ground. What what what, what was those, those exact words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh I was telling we were talking about just projects and how you get going and things like yeah. this. If I'm if I remember correctly, we were just talking about sometimes, man, the hardest part of the business is getting it off the ground. Absolutely. It's like an airplane. All of the energy is exerted, you know what I'm saying, on the takeoff. Yeah. And a That's lot true. of times is once you get that plane in the air, you gas, you out of energy, you know what I'm saying? So now it becomes an even greater struggle to keep that thing in the air. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it requires a burst of energy, man, to get any project off the ground. Yeah. You can't get that plane off the ground with one engine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't get that plane off the ground if no engines are running. You gotta go full throttle. Yeah. They gonna pull that thing back, the nose is gonna be straight in the air. 
And that's exactly what you're describing, man. You was getting that plane off the ground. Yeah, and and that's what it was too. So yeah. I just gave it everything I had. And like you said, man, it was an energy boost. And by the time, you know, when Mike gave me that, that phone call, yeah, it was just like right on time because, man, I was exhausted. Yeah, I was exhausted. And so that gave me uh, an opportunity to put a team in place, hire some people, mm -hmm. take a step back, take a breather, take a nice trip. For sure. And recharge and then come back and figure, all right, that's chapter one. Let me move into chapter two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And figure out what the next move is going to be. Yeah, man. Let me ask you this because, man, you got so much going on, bro. Uh, how do you balance all of it? You know what I'm saying? Family, work, you know what I'm saying? Leisure time. Like, what does that look like? Man, you know, it's uh, it's um, it's not as difficult when you have systems and, and people in place. Okay. Um. You know, a lot of times I'm working, man, and, you know, nobody else is working. Yeah. I'm up at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning working mm -hmm. and just kind of getting things going. For sure. Sending out my emails to my team. I want them to get these first thing in the morning when they when they get into the office. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just looking up different things. Maybe I'll, uh, you know, watch a webinar that I got saved on my phone or whatever. Okay. Uh, it's tricky, but, I mean, with, with me being on my own time, it can be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. I'm not restricted to eight to four, nine to five or whatever. Mm -hmm. I may, you know, head into the office, may get there at about nine o'clock, yeah, get everything going with my team, realize everybody is set. Okay. All right, let me run, grab me a coffee, watch this webinar. After I watch this webinar, let me go take me a quick nap real quick, recharge, and now when I get that extra boost of, boost of energy, I'm back at it. For sure. Yeah. I always thought that was interesting because you had said that to me before. He was like, yeah, man, I, I take a nap in the middle of the day. I was like, what? How, <laughs> hold up. How is that even possible? I've never been, when I ran my uh, my company, I was never in a position to take yeah. a nap. So I was doing something completely wrong. <laughs> Bro, so how do you squeeze in uh, education? I know you said webinars. What, what what else does education look like for you as a, as a CEO? Man, always uh, at a conference. Always. Okay. Um, I'm always having conversations with other people before. You know, I was yep. running late getting here today. I was on the phone with a gentleman uh, in Knoxville that uh, is in the same business as me. Okay. And we were just talking about continuing education, mm -hmm. what I do, what he does. So she was like, man, that's some great ideas. I'm like, all right, you got some great ideas. Took that back to my team. Hey, y'all, let's try this. Okay. Uh, so just always learning stuff, talking to the right people. Yeah. Um, I don't want to waste anybody's time. And I definitely don't want anybody wasting my time. Yeah. Uh, because that's time I could be, you know, tickling my daughter or yeah, yeah, reading sure. a book or just doing whatever. So I'm very, very uh strict with who I let utilize my, my time and Gotta pull yeah. out my energy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What are you reading right now, bro? Man, right now I'm reading uh and I think I was showing you this, uh Manny Coachman. Uh, Manny Coachman? Coachman, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, he's a, a real estate mogul. Okay, so yeah, no, some, gotcha, gotcha. yeah, just reading up on some stuff that uh that he uh that he wrote on how how he built his one hundred million dollar real estate empire. Mm. Uh, so you know, maybe so, I'll pull some nuggets uh some nuggets out of that. What is like the most impactful book that you've ever read? Man, Think and Grow Rich. Oh yeah, yeah. I just read that book for the first time uh, late last year. Yo, yeah. just read that. Book? Yeah, you know, you came over and you That's like, right. yeah, you like, mm -hmm. yeah. So I just read it for the first time. I had been putting it off because it was an, you know, it's an older book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I got to that book and I didn't want to put it down, but he advised that you only read a chapter a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> man, it was so insightful and it, and it just, it, it validated a lot of feelings that I have and a lot of things that I 
that I that I hold true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as far as energy and the different people that you that you want around you and yeah. who you want to associate yourself with. Okay. Uh, man, it just validated so much for me, and it taught me so much. Even yeah, yeah. uh, you know, that that chapter eleven that where it's talking about uh sexual energy. Okay. You know, me and my wife, uh, my wife and I, we had a conversation about that. Uh huh. Just how uh how everything is is inner just uh, interconnected mm -hmm. and everything is important and everything matters so you have to treat it as such yeah 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 and so uh yeah man that's 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 what I'm that's what I what what man that was just an, it, it was an inside book to read yeah. yeah did you read have you ever read uh out with the devil that 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 passed that book over to you 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 did yeah i uh i haven't started on that yet um, but that's next. Uh, as soon as I get done with Manny, that's next. Pick this one up. And we'll have a we'll have a conversation after you read right, Outwitting. You thought thinking grow rich was though. Wait till you read this one, man. I'm excited. It's called uh, Outwitting the Devil. And in this book, he has a uh, an interview with the devil. And uh, I tell people don't get hung up on that whole. You know what I'm saying? Is it really the devil? Did he really have an interview? Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. yeah but yeah, the yeah. concept of the book that the devil talked about all of the things that he did to hold people back. Okay. Uh, so it was pretty interesting, especially with your mind. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I can see a lot of these things really in the workings now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In the world. So yeah. and this book was written like. 1939, something like okay. that. Okay. But the principles that he talked about, like, line up parallel with, you know what I'm saying, a lot of I the stuff. Wait, man. You know, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, man, I'm going to close this out. What I want you to do, um, think about this while I close this out. All right. Any advice that you can give to an entrepreneur who's on the other side of, you know what I'm saying, the camera that is looking to get in business, want to get started, may got some fears, you know what I'm saying, whatever best advice you can give them. And then uh, also let people know. You know what I'm saying? How they can keep up with you. <clears throat> okay. Listen, man, if y'all enjoyed this interview, do me a favor. Drop some fire in the comments. Uh, let me know y'all thoughts. Uh, be sure y'all pick up some of these books that we recommended. Uh, also, man, listen, if you haven't subscribed and you want to continue to get good information like this, if you like these videos, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification, like it. Uh, as we continue to drop more episodes, you know, you'll be the first one to know if you turn that notification on. So look, man, I'm going to pass it back to my partner, man, and I'm going to let you close it out. Let people know, you know what I'm saying, how they can keep up with you and any closing advice you can give to entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously the the website is abcmemphis.com. That's for always best care, uh, home care. And, uh, you know, just just the advice that I would have, man, for any any entrepreneur, whether you're in business, startup mode or whatever it is, know what you're doing and don't stop. Know what you're doing. And know what you're doing and don't stop. I mean, as soon as you let your foot off the gas, you just you're losing you're losing momentum. So yeah. keep that momentum. Keep your foot on the gas. Don't stop. Be as knowledgeable as possible, and watch what you what you're consuming. Whether that's you know what you're listening to, what you're yeah. reading, uh, the people that you're around, anything that's that's going to be in your energy energy circle. Just watch what what that is and, yeah. and make sure that it's positive. That because it means a lot. Yeah, bro, you just laid that, that last little thirty seconds. That you just laid a lot of us. <laughs> look, I'm gonna have to get you back on this. That's a whole other episode, and we'll have Let's to do, do a deep dive into that. But look, bro, I truly appreciate you. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of stuff that you got to oversee. Uh, taking an hour out of your day to come talk to me, man, and share with entrepreneurs that's looking to get started, man. I don't take that lightly, and I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. Look, as you continue to expand and continue to grow. Can we get you back on the show? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Cool, man. Well, with that, man, y'all continue to, you know, plug in and make sure y'all tap in with the equity tap.